Good evening. Hello, 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 and welcome to Yes, Okay, But, the show where we try to disagree without being too disagreeable. And succeed. 95% of the time. Well, yeah, we'll give you that. (laughs) And today, today it is Godless Tuesday. Yes, we have returned to the Godless Tuesdays. Still not sure exactly why Tuesday is Godless, but what God was Tuesday named after anyways? Um... Oh, uh, I can't pronounce the name, but it's uh, similar to uh, Tuz. It's uh, one of the Norse goddess of, um, I think it was agriculture. Oh, right. Anyways, um, not a god we bother with much anymore. <laughs> this is true. But uh, because... Uh, the good Reverend Pete here couldn't come up with any ideas for tonight. I could have another go. I had plenty of ideas. They just weren't fully formed. Yep. Not not gonna not gonna make the joke. Not gonna make the joke. <laughs> it was rather low ball, I agree. <laughs> Anyways, so today I get to have another gripe. And my gripe today is religious people calling atheists arrogant, the arrogant atheist. And just to clarify, this is not me saying that atheists can't be arrogant. You know, um, you know, the show house. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, There's a quote from the show that tends to make the rounds around a number of atheist communities every now and then that says, uh, if religious people could be reasoned with, there wouldn't be any more religious people. And I would like to think that this show demonstrates the falseness of that claim. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't think that one's right either. There's always somebody going, "Oh yeah, yeah, that you know, rawr, stupid religious people," and it's like, no, now you are being arrogant. Now, now, now you're being a bit of a dick. Yep. Um, and re- really, I, I find that kind of attitude to come from recent converts on either side. You know, the born again Christian the freshly minted atheist, anyone who has recently come across a new truth that they've, you know, worked out and are sure that they're right and can't understand how anyone else can be so stupid as to not see what they've seen. This is true. There, there does yeah. seem to be that uh, passion that uh, eliminates respect. Hmm. And and those people, atheists included, can definitely be arrogant. You know, I'm not gonna deny that at all. But the the attitude I'm talking about here is when religious people, you know, claim that you know God exists and make their claims for what that God is like, and you know, then claim that there are billions and billions of people that agree with them. Look how many religious people there are. And that the atheist who disagrees is therefore arrogant because how dare he think he know better than all of us who believe this? Mm. And how dare he think he know better than God himself? Yeah. I, I think there's definitely some, uh, a level of arrogance that develops uh, from any of the, the, the Gnostics, be they theor- uh, not theorists, be they uh, atheists, 
or be they theists, you know, uh, okay. those who are absolutely convinced uh, 100% that their personal uh, belief structure is flawless and perfect and right. There's some very dangerous uh, arrogance that's coming out of that. You know, there's no room for new information. There's no room right. for adaptation to um, conflicting uh, or slightly different information. Therefore, you know, everything must conform to that. And that becomes a very, it must be protected kind of idea. Yeah. No, no room for disagreement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a little distressing at times because I think it boils down, uh, there's that Bible verse that, you know, um, not a hair shall fall from your head that I don't know about it. You know, not a bird falls from the sky that I don't know, right? Mm, kind of, yeah. Some, it goes something like that. I don't know it verbatim, but you know what, you know the verses I'm talking about. Yes. And Christians seem to use that verse to justify their being the all-powerful deity, and I'm not going to get into the omnipotent versus essential omnipotence that we've talked about before, but just, you know, all-powerful being who created the universe, who cares very deeply about one specific planet and cares very deeply about the people on that specific planet and cares very deeply about each one personally. And somehow the people who believe that the ultimate power in the universe cares deeply for them don't think that that's arrogant, but think that someone disagreeing with them is. Um, on that one, I would nuance there is a difference. You know, I do believe that there is a supreme being who is in an intimate, loving relationship with me, that he does care about what's happening with me and through me. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that it is a level of arrogance. Perhaps the side where you, you, you take that to an illogical extreme in which, you know, um, this being uh, in his love uh, loves me, but clearly hates you because you are just a godless uh, atheist and therefore no longer worthy of respect. I think that when it, it breaks out of the, it's not necessarily selfish, but a, um, that the deity can have relationship versus uh, the arrogance of dehumanizing those with whom you believe the deity does not have relationship. I was going to say, it's, 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 not the, it's not the thought that the deity can have a relationship. It's the thought that the deity picks and chooses and specifically has a relationship with only specific people and yeah. that those people are, you know, more special than everyone else. Yeah, an exclusivist mentality does right. have a great deal of arrogance within it. I, I'll agree with you on that one. Yeah, as, as usual with religion, it's not the fact that the religion exists itself, but it's what it's used to do. Yes. Like so many other things, people will mess it up horribly because we're dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, do 
humans have a propensity toward dickishness. This is true. How many times can I say dick in one podcast? I don't know, but we're, we're uh, at four or five uh, mentions of dick now. Six. Uh, but you you can understand why you know the trope that all arrogance are atheists because i mean that not all (laughs) that all atheists are arrogant because they don't believe is a bit of a sore point yes i i I can definitely uh definitely see that i mean i am i arrogant about some things yeah, you know, there, there are some things I'm sure that I'm really, really good at, and I'm probably arrogant about that. But, yeah, when it comes to the prospect of God, when it comes to the prospect of religion, when it comes to the prospect of all that stuff, you know, I'm not saying that I know that God doesn't exist. I'm saying I'm not convinced that he does. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want more proof. I want I want to search more. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in search mode. I don't think that people who are searching are necessarily arrogant. I would agree with you on that. You know, mm-hmm. um, we we in the evangelical circles tend to call it seekers, um, or searchers works just as well. People who are able to look outside the little theological box or the little philosophical box that they find themselves in, and are willing to go and explore that's a really precious thing and i wish more people would do that the um, doubting thomas per se in a way yeah you know um thomas didn't I believe more of a kinship to him say that again so i always felt more of a kinship to him uh, as i often uh, joke you know it's always doubting thomas but it's never denying peter uh, or you know it's, <laughs> never it's john Oh, right. just, Thomas is the one who got the doubt. And I think some of that is questions make people uncomfortable because it challenges us. You know, it, I was going to say, doubt, doubting is never seen as a virtue. Yeah. At least very rarely. It really is. It's one of the best virtues. It means that you are willing to take new information in. Thomas goes, I won't believe you guys because it wasn't that he didn't believe that Jesus was possibly alive. He was denying the reports from the other people because he's like, I didn't see it yet. When I see it, I will believe it. And then Jesus right. comes. And then Thomas is the first one to actually recognize Jesus as deity when he goes, my Lord and my God. That's, that's one of the most important firsts in the Christian faith. That was, the first time that somebody actually said Jesus is God ever. Um, I think I think the problem with that story where people start going off base with that is afterwards, if I'm not mistaken, Jesus says, You have believed because you have seen. Blessed is he who uh, believes without seeing, right? Along those lines, yes. But yeah. what that Again, exact paraphrase. is still can be interpreted a couple of different ways. Now, traditionally it's always been believe without seeing, you know, and, and the idea of blind faith coming from that. And yet that right. is very different from what the faith of scriptures really does encourage us for. Where, where, where I think the idea of arrogance comes in is that um, 
I think some people have used that phrase to say that people who believe without seeing are better than the people who require proof, who, who need to see. Yeah. And on that yeah, one, that's I think there's, the there's a level my church. Yeah. I think there is a level of human maliciousness where people realized, hey, if you can believe without seeing, then I can get you to believe a whole lot of things. And so some of the more uh, unscrupulous uh, religious leaders probably did push that particular kind of faith and belief, uh, you know, things without any veracity, without any verification, without any support. If you can turn Um, that into a virtue, you get all the sheep to follow you. In a way, yeah. So, kind of a, another one of the, the black eyes that we as the church have generated for ourselves, which I'm not happy with, but <laughs> there we have. If, if you were happy with that, I'd be worried. <laughs> this is true. I would also be worried myself if I was ever happy with that. <laughs> Although, it, would oh, you probably. really be worried if you were happy with it? Because then you'd be happy. Uh, see, one of my friends... <laughs> Uh, once encouraged me, you know, we should go and, and start a cult because he had all of the, the charisma and I had all of the, the right words that I could, you know, feed into him. Right. And I'm like, yeah, but I would just be the most miserable cult leader ever because I couldn't live with myself. <laughs> the secret is to get everybody to chant your name and then it just feels better. I suppose. <laughs> uh, but yeah i i yeah i think it just boils down to yeah can we all understand that just because we have reached different conclusions doesn't mean that we are necessarily better than each other hmm. in fact uh you know i will it's been a while since i've uh quoted babylon 5 my favorite tv Ooh. show ever um but, you know, there, there's a, a Vorlon saying, you know, there are three types of truth. Your truth, my truth, and the real truth. The truth in the middle. Um, and I think that's a very valid point. We have the real truth is somewhere in between the two opposing ideals, the two opposing sides. Neither side is true uh, or neither side is accurate. I was going to say, I don't know if it lies in the middle of them. It's more that the real truth is something that we can't be sure of yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I suppose it also depends on how you define middle, because you can well, take yeah. middle to be an equal side of A and B, where I'm just really referring it's somewhere between that sliding scale, somewhere in there between A and B. Mm. And it may even shift because you know when we want to talk about truth there are multiple levels of truth you've got personal truths you've got cultural truths you've got um veridical truth which is referred to as temporal truth you know things that are dependent on a particular place in time and let us not confuse truth and fact also true Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people like to use those terms interchangeably, and it's not quite right. Correct. 
facts do need to be interpreted because they do not necessarily have a context in and of themselves. That's why we also uh, get theories. Yes. But, you know, yeah, let's make sure that we keep all that in mind. Correct. Alrighty. Um, I think that covers the subject well, according to me. All right. Audience, thank you very much for listening in on us. Uh, let us know if you have any uh, ideas or uh, quips, quirks, quandaries, questions, or queries. And just to throw one more into the show, Dick. <laughs> so thank you very much for listening, audience. And uh, let us know what your thoughts are. Uh, if you have any topics that you'd like to hear us uh, uh, kind of uh, toss around uh, or grind our gears with, please let us know. Indeed. Catch us on Facebook, catch us on Twitter, or leave a comment. Bye, all. Indeed. Have a great day. Bye.